We're halfway into January, over the halfway mark. Currently, right now, I feel stressed to the max. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was that yesterday. Um, this is the time to check in with, you know, intentions. Are you on track? Have you fallen back out of routine? Uh, what's going on? Um, it's okay to f- have all the feels of emotions too right now, right? This is the Daily Practice Podcast with Crystal Borelli. And Andrea Hellman. Hariyum. 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 When you are super stressed and say your computer exploded or, or something like that and you need to focus, what is like the one thing that you could do really quickly to kind of like drop in? It's hard because it depends on the layer of frustration or the layer of energy that you're dealing with. So sometimes, so those are two different things is what I heard. Like if my computer is being messed up, then I usually like do like a big like fuck <laughs> and like process the energy that way of like yeah. a release or a lion's breath or like it depends on your level of frustration or level of energy that's intensified. Um, but if you're just wanting to drop into the space, just like how we have a yoga class, we'll sit, close our eyes, take a couple deep breaths, and then we'll open with an ohm or three ohms. And so it's to unify the energy, unify the space, and get connected and grounded. So maybe we should uh, do that. I like yeah. it. So close the eyes, sit up nice and tall. Take a moment to drop into a rhythm of your breathing by even just an awareness of it or deepen it. The yogic breath would be filling your belly up, the waistline to the upper lungs. And then a slow, steady exhale breath out through the upper lungs, down the waistline and down into your belly. So the prana life force comes in and expands from the inside to the periphery of your being and back into the center of your being as you breathe out. And the pranava, the sound of om, this place of vibration of all existence, all the frequency, this primordial sound. And do three of them and take a breath in. Woo-hoo. I think that's a good way to start a podcast. Mm. This week I got new glasses. I hadn't got my eyes checked in eight years. They're really a lot stronger. Now though, when I take them off and I'm used to moving really quickly, as my eyes sort of readjust, everything is so blurry. Because- I just experienced that. Mm. My sister got me glasses that are just a little bit. I didn't realize how like the words were blurry. And then I put these glasses on and I was like, oh my God, they make them bigger. Even like your phones, everything looks bigger. I took, and then, but I experienced that today. I took them off and then everything gets like a little bit very, like way blurrier before it resettles. And I wonder if that's okay for you. Like, doesn't your, I don't know if it was with you, but I feel like do your eyes, like, I know that's good to see better, but your eyes probably get used to that and then they don't work as well before. 
Oh, uh, no. Well, my understanding is when you're looking, when you're farsighted or when you need reading glasses, um, your eyes are straining to see. Because I think there's mm-hmm. different muscles in your eyes. Like there's the farsighted muscles to mm-hmm. see with farsighted and then they're short-sighted. And so if your short-sighted muscles aren't activated or don't work or whatever, then your eyes are constantly straining as though something's, you know, like hundreds of feet away. And even though it's like one foot in front of your face. And so you're, yeah, it's just like always, um, working really hard. So I think when you are magnified, then, um, you're not struggling, but then your eyes must just be like transitioning after. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then it probably, my guess would be like eye tension of like, if you are straining for that long, you need glasses and it's probably creating like headaches would be my guess you think like or that tension would happen in your eyes which would might create yeah for sure and what I have noticed I've had red eyes for like the last six months and when I was talking to my homeopath uh, she asked me if I blink and um and I I don't think I do because I think I'm staring so intently I think it's common for people that are like looking on the computer all the time that they're hyper focused and then you're not like naturally blinking as much but then I think because it's extra hard and I'm like straining that I'm just staring. Sounds like you need some eye yoga. Oh, is is there eye yoga? <laughs> no, I just made that shit up. But you do. <laughs> like there it. is practices of like, um, they call it like, I don't know if this would help, but there's um, a cleansing called trataka, which is like staring at the flame and then closing your eyes and seeing the flame within. So it's a meditation. But what um, some practices we do is lift your eyeballs up, lift them down, lift them to the side and then the right side and then do some circles and go the other way. And it like, it strengthens the the yeah. muscles around the eyes. You can oh, do things like that. I think we should do that today. That'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah. What what I kind of um, was realizing I should do is I should close my eyes. Like when I take off my glasses, close my eyes and um, sort of just let them go into darkness. And then maybe that's like a natural reset. That's what I did today as well. Yeah. That was my instinct was like took off the glasses, closed my eyes, and then actually turned away from the computer and reopened mm-hmm. them. And then I went back. Nice. Yeah. Well, I actually kept them closed and I went all the way from my upstairs to my downstairs and was just feeling my way uh, like through uh, to the kitchen and Adele was confused. <laughs> Adele's, Adele's my sister who Wait, thinks I'm nuts. Your eyes were closed when you did that? Yeah. I oh, was, that's awesome. Uh, well, I, I was figuring the longer they're closed, probably the better. Because he was also saying, so when um, the homeopath was saying, I'm, I'm probably not blinking, that's why they're bloodshot. And then when I saw the optometrist, optometrist, the doctor of ophthalmology. I feel like it's so hard to say those things. But when I saw him, he said that my ducts are not working properly or something. So he prescribed for me to get like those heated pads that you can put in a microwave or in a stove. And then just for 10 minutes a day, lay there with like the heated eye pillow on, on my face. Hmm. And it feels amazing. Yesterday I, I, uh, got jalapeno underneath my eye, like in the soft bit of your, like underneath your eye. And then it went into my, um, went into my eye burning. It was so painful. And I put cucumber, I sliced a piece of cucumber and put it over my eye. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cooling. yeah. It is very cooling. Yes. And, um, cause it's also, isn't cucumber supposed to take like the black from underneath your eyes too? I have no idea. I think I, think I saw why. that that might have been debunked, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to uh, work on that for next week, figure it out. Um, I like the eye yoga, though. Mm-hmm. So I guess 
what I was thinking and kind of coming back to 24 hour news cycles and how we're like attached to our phones and then not transitioning into like different parts of our lives. And we're like always working and never taking the time to like shut down. So I was, I was thinking that I need to have a little more, like if I improve my focus, then I wouldn't be, I, I think I would improve my productivity. Things that are currently taking me like two hours, maybe it'll take me an hour and a half or, cause I actually think you are quite focused and like how you write out your list. I think you stay focused on those until they're done. And then, yeah, I think it depends on the importance level. Like <clears throat> even with this, um, teacher training manual that I'm writing, I, I was like, Oh, I have time. So I kind of slacked off a little bit, but then I was like, okay, I made deadlines and had someone else keep me accountable, like made deadlines with the, my business partners. And, and then I got shit done. It's hard <laughs> when you're, um, like your own business. Cause yeah, you have to be like what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So like for me in this moment, what would be really helpful is mm -hmm. having some tools to sort of like keep me focused and to transition. So when I open up that computer and I put on my glasses, I'm, I'm all in and I can stay focused and my brain's not going into a million different directions. One thing that comes to mind, well, other than the accountability part of having if you're working with somebody else, like you, like you have to, it's a project for somebody else is to get a deadline. Cause that will keep you accountable. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind is what Yogi Bhajan says. And he says, um, start and the pressure will come off. So meaning fucking do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get on it. Just, you know, cause we procrastinate and procrastinate and I'm guilty of that as well. But at some point it's like, okay, just sit down. If you're, you're blank, sit down and just start writing or sit down and, um, just start working on one little thing. And then it'll start the inspiration eventually does come. If you have to turn off your phone, I'm guilty of like getting really creative and get into the vibe. And then I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what is happening on Instagram, <laughs> you know, which, is, and then you're down that tunnel. So, um, yeah, turn off the things that are going to distract you and set proper, you know, an hour to it and yeah. things like that. You know, the Brahmari can help with clearing the mind to get it more focused. Uh, like the honeybee breath, I think. Yeah. My homeopath was saying, I can't remember how long she said, like, like you should be taking breaks off the computer like every 10 or 15 minutes even what i know it'd be crazy <laughs> but then other people say like what once you're super focused on something and something pops up then it takes like 40 minutes or something to get back into that zone yeah i mean i've been plugging away from for like five hours sitting at my computer getting my shit done so and not taking breaks because it's like i don't have the option to do 10 minute I would just get too distracted. Like that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. You can't get into a groove. So I disagree with that in the way of productivity. I would say that that makes that like doesn't make sense for me, but in the way of, um, like your eyes, sure. Or I get really nauseous when I'm on the computer for a long time. So I'll, I got those blue light glasses, which by the way, didn't do fucking shit. So I'm <laughs> pissed about that. I look cute, but I, they don't do anything. Still nauseous. And I, this is the, maybe a little bit too out there, but here I am. And here we are. Um, I got a new cell phone and I didn't, they gave me, they're like, Oh, we'll give you a new, um, 
what is, oh, SIM card. I was like, oh, okay, sure. But it was on 5G. And I, every time I had my phone, instantly I felt super nauseous. I was like, what is going on? And I actually went to the shop and I was like, I want a different SIM card without the 5G. And like, oh, we can turn that off. And I was like, okay, let's do that. And I swear to God, I didn't feel nauseous after that for my phone. Huh. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I don't know about the 10 to 15 minute break thing. Personally, that wouldn't work for me because, uh, and how long is the break? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think, know. I think for me, I just, as soon as I start to like, I'm like, okay, blink, close your eyes, Andrea. Mm. Yeah. You can feel it. You, you know, when you need a break, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, do some work and then, you know, your belly gets hungry or I set myself up. I have like snacks and I have tea and I have water and I have Leo all fed and walked and I'm like, okay, let's do this. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I kind of took over this week's podcast because of like my current state, but I feel like a lot of people are in that state. And I think when I was researching online about New Year's resolutions, it says like most people are kind of done within the first like seven days even maybe. I could see that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, I think it's like being like kind to yourself and and, then maybe recalibrating. One thing that I, yeah, for sure. One thing that I did notice is uh, we did a couple of ceremonies. I hold a New Year's retreat in Mexico with exhale yoga and we did a couple ceremonies around um, your intention and burning away the old and bringing forth and claiming you know something new and we do um the tesmacal i might be saying that wrong but this the it's like a sweat lodge we have a shaman there and i'm chanting and again prayers and invocations and i made a claim of you know standing into my power but once you do that in the universe when you do that strong claim Usually you're going to get challenged. You're going to get, um, the universe will test you. It's like, okay, well now here's the opportunity to really own that, uh, claim. And so I thought that was really interesting in the way of, you know, maybe if if people are tested and then they kind of shy away from it or they fall off course, it's like, okay, well keep reciting that, keep claiming what your, you know, your intention is, um, because that's the fuel behind it. You'll get tested, but then you're telling the universe that that's, like, no, this is the new pattern. This is the new me. This is the new, um, embodiment of what, how I want to show up in the world. And like, I'm not wavering. Okay. I think that's probably what my frustration is. I'm being challenged. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I like it. You like my little rant too. I'll, oh, I love it. <laughs> so your claim was you're taking back your power. Well, so in our water ceremony in um, Bali, which is in the fall, I was like, I want to step into my power, mm-hmm. and and I felt the shift. It was really strong, and and I, I I've felt it since then. I was like, oh fuck yeah, this is awesome, and now now I've stepped into my power. Now I'm saying in this new ceremony, the fire ceremony. So it's interesting. It went from water, um, into the fire, which is stand strong. So stand in my power. I'm not stepping into it. I'm like, now I'm in it. Now it's like, don't waver. Don't, you know, you aren't, my realization was I'm not everyone's teacher and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And by standing in your true self, um, the person that you're here for can trigger other people and you're, it's not your responsibility to, um, help everybody. They have to want to be helped. They have to want to show up and your light will trigger people. So, and that's okay. I want to take your claim too. Okay. I'm into it. (laughs) What's my incantation to get there? I think a lot of people can really identify with that though. Great. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, like, it's kind of like Ganesha. We get, you know, these obstacles thrown in our path to, like, bring us back on. And Mm -hmm. and what are we really doing? You know, we're breaking down or resisting or, you know, these super small little things that just kind of keep, like, micro-shifting you off of uh, your objective. Yeah, well, you got to remember, too, like, any type of, like, diversion. Why aren't words coming to me today? Anything that diverts you? That <laughs> probably, uh, yeah, but probably because yeah. you've just spent five hours for the past like six days. Curse, poor crystals had like major <laughs> computer problems, re- mercury retrograde oh, in effect. It's true. I have. <laughs> I had a, like an emotional breakdown at one point. Yeah. Uh, which was just a release of energy, which is great because um, I couldn't hold it anymore. I was like, hey, stay super calm. Like, you got this. It's no problem. And then eventually I was just like, I fucking had it and I broke down. But uh, it all got fixed thanks to you, Andrea, mm-hmm. my tech wizard. But uh, it's all perception though, too. And I will say now the manual is done. Fuck yeah. Right? <laughs> You're so good though. Like, you know exactly, like, you know every single word in that whole manual and it's a beautiful work. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud. Um, speaking of the manual, so what is the manual for? You're doing a teacher training? Yeah, I have a 300-hour yoga teacher training. So this is your second certification um, for teachers that are already teachers, but then taking the next step into the deeper understandings of yoga, how to present that, how to sequence, um, how to theme with the mythology, with mantra, with philosophy, with all the bits. Um, there's a yin component to the training. So this manual is for the 300-hour. It's happening in Bali in April. And yeah, and Bali just opened up, um, all, they lifted all the vaccine passports. So it's a free country again, which is amazing. All the restrictions and, uh, oh yeah. And the book though, within the divine realm are all the mythology, um, stories that, that a compliment or complement the training. So teachers are going to have that book to be like, okay, I want to, you know, teach a class around Ganesha and they have all this tons of stories to choose from to share that. So we're bringing back in a lot of this, like, I don't want to say forgotten knowledge, but I think you're like layering it in. Yeah. And it's taking all these teachers that have already like their own beautiful, unique way of teaching and adding in just a different component, a different, as you mentioned, a different layer, um, of teaching. So Mm -hmm. leading, leading mantra, getting comfortable and confident in their voice, and all the things. So the manual is done. The Asana manual is done. And it looks fucking dope. I love it. Yeah. I don't know which manual we were looking at, but I loved like you're incorporating theme and then like all of the steps to bring people to that like peak pose. So it's, you know, it's like creating that rhythm, which is beautiful. You got it. I feel like we should write out a manual for ourselves with these podcasts. <laughs> they kinda... We have written a book, a journal. <laughs> oh yeah. Our journal. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we should do a deep dive in that next week. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I think that would be good. That's what's funny too, is I feel super overwhelmed, but I literally have been creating the tools. I know what the tools are. I just need to fit that into my my habits. Begin and the pressure will be off, Andrea. Ooh, I like that. It's just starting. It's like just putting that first dot on your... um, Canvas. Canvas, yes. Of course, yeah. Start and it will begin. Okay, so since I've hijacked this, uh, we'll talk about the koshas next week, but what would be a good mantra to like bring us into like a little focus or rebalance or, or like what you were saying, like standing in our power? Is that too personal to share? Like did you, did you have something that you sang, chanted? 
one mantra that I chanted in the ceremony, the um, like the sweat lodge was um, the mantra to Shiva, which is letting go of the old, and then incorporating um, some indigenous chanting um, to call on the warrior. So it's like letting, letting being courageous to let go of something that doesn't serve you, allowing it to dissolve to completion so that the new powerful you can step in. Mm. I like it. Should I sing it? I would love that. <laughs> I kind of, I want you to sing it and then I feel like I'm going to go to someone's sauna and sing it and then go into the cold plunge after. See? starts with like, okay, intention. And then the ceremony is so powerful because it infuses it, right? So ceremony mm-hmm. of like, as you said, like go in into the, the sauna, chant, go into the cold plunge and uh, continue to either sing or to like reinstate your affirmation, your inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think for people at home that don't have access to friends with amazing setups like that, um, <laughs> you can just go into your own shower, right? Sure. And take it hot, take it cold. Yeah. Yeah, why not? All the phones are waterproof now. You can bring Crystal into the shower with you and she's just, <laughs> just her, her chance. Mantra. Okay, are we going to drop right. in? Sure, let's drop in. So I'll have you close your eyes. <clears throat> this mantra is part, the first part's to Shiva, cleansing and clearing out the old. It's the dissolving of forms of darkness. So it's the ending of the cycle. So it's reaffirming already intentions of releasing. And the second part is the first a First Nations mantra around calling on the warriors. So it's asking your deepest part of yourself uh, into battle and claiming uh, this new you, that you're standing in your power. Om Namah Shivaya Om Namah Shivaya Om Namah Shivaya Om Namah Shivaya Heya 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 Ho Heya 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 Ho Heya 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 Ho Om Namah Shivaya 
Thank you. That was so good. So I think that our homework this week should be to relook at our intentions that we made for 2023 and just sort of make sure that we're on track, whether it's it's a word or an intention, and and uh, and then make some lists to achieve it. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, yogis. This is the Daily Practice Podcast with Crystal Borelli and Andrea Holman. Yeah, life teachings, life practices. Good luck. Om Hari Om Hari Om Hari Om If you want to check us out on the World Wide Web, our website is thedailypractice.life and on there we have all kinds of resources, but we have a free full moon course. It's about an hour long. There's a yoga practice, pranayama, you'll learn a mantra as well as story time and all taught by Crystal Borelli. Hari Om.